Tate Kisses with Hank John Paul The Assumption of Mary in the Tradition of the Church Papa Wojtyła's Catechesis at the General Audience on Wednesday the 9th of July 1997 The perennial and choral tradition of the Church highlights how the Assumption of Mary is part of the Divine Plan and is rooted in Mary's singular participation in the mission of the Son. Sacred authors were already expressing themselves in this way in the first millennium. Testimonies, in truth just sketchy, are found in St. Ambrose, St. Epiphanius, Timothy of Jerusalem. St. Germanus of Constantinople, who died in 733, puts these words on the lips of Jesus as he prepares to lead his mother into heaven. It is necessary that where I am, you too should be, mother inseparable from your son. The same ecclesial tradition, moreover, sees in the divine motherhood the fundamental reason for the assumption. We find an interesting trace of this conviction in an apocryphal story of the 5th century, attributed to Pseudo-Melito. The author imagines Christ, who questions Peter and the apostles about the destiny merited by Mary, and to which he gets this reply. Lord, you chose this to your handmaid because she became for you an immaculate dwelling place. It thus seems right to us, your servants, that, as after having conquered death you reign in glory, so you should raise the body of your mother and lead her rejoicing with you into heaven. It can therefore be affirmed that the divine motherhood, which rendered Mary's body the immaculate dwelling place of the Lord, founds her glorious destiny. St. Germanus claims in a rich text of poetry that it is Jesus' affection for his mother that demands the reunification in heaven of Mary with the Divine Son. As a child seeks and desires the presence of his mother, and as a mother loves to live in the company of her child, also for you, whose maternal love for your Son and God leaves no doubt, it was fitting that you should return to him. And was it not fitting that, in any case, this God who had felt for you a truly filial love should take you into his company. In another text, the venerable author integrates the private aspect of the relationship between Christ and Mary with the salvific dimension of motherhood, claiming that it is necessary that the mother of life should share the home of life. According to some of the Church Fathers, Another argument that founds the privilege of the Assumption is derived from Mary's participation in the work of redemption. St. John Damascene underlines the relationship between her participation in the Passion and her glorious destiny. It was necessary that she who had seen her son on the cross and received the sword of sorrow in the depths of her heart should contemplate the son seated at the right hand of the Father. In the light of the Paschal mystery, the opportunity appears in a particularly clear way that, together with her Son, the Mother should also be glorified after death.
The Second Vatican Council, recalling the mystery of the Assumption in the dogmatic constitution on the Church, draws attention to the privilege of the Immaculate Conception. Precisely because she was preserved immune from all stain of original sin, Mary could not remain like other men in the state of death until the end of the world. The absence of original sin and the holiness, perfect from the very first moment of her existence, demanded for the Mother of God the full glorification of her soul and body. Looking at the mystery of the Assumption of the Virgin, it is possible to understand the plan of divine providence relative to humanity. After Christ, the Verb incarnate, Mary is the human creature who realizes first the eschatological ideal, anticipating the fullness of happiness promised to the elect through the resurrection of bodies. In the Assumption of the Virgin, we can also see the divine will to promote woman. By analogy to that which happened at the origin of the human race and of the history of salvation, in God's project, the eschatological ideal was to be revealed not in an individual, but in a couple. Thus, in heavenly glory, beside Christ risen, there is a woman raised up, Mary, the new Adam and the new Eve, the first fruits of the general resurrection of the bodies of all humanity. The eschatological condition of Christ and that of Mary certainly should not be placed on the same level. Mary, the new Eve, received from Christ, the new Adam, the fullness of grace and of heavenly glory, having been raised up through the Holy Spirit by the sovereign power of the Son. Although succinct, these notes allow us to shine light on the fact that the Assumption of Mary reveals the nobility and dignity of the human body. Faced with the profanation and debasement to which modern society frequently subjects, in particular, the female body, the mystery of the Assumption proclaims the supernatural destiny and dignity of every human body, called by the Lord to become an instrument of holiness and to participate in His glory. Mary entered into glory because she welcomed the Son of God in her virginal womb and in her heart. By looking at her, the Christian learns to discover the value of his own body and to guard it as a temple of God while waiting for the resurrection. The Assumption, a privilege granted to the Mother of God, thus constitutes an immense value for the life and destiny of humanity.
So blessed mother, I pray that you hear my plea. I come before you right now, falling to my knees in quiet meditation, slowly moving each beat from the first our father to the last holy be. Open up, pour your graces upon my heart. Purify, energize, give me a new start. Reiterate and imitate is what I need to do. And in the midst of all this, I just want to say thank you. I thank you for your love and I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your peace and your beauty in this place. Oh, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your care. Your everlasting mantle that protects me everywhere. For holding my hand every step of the way. For your amazing inspiration at the end of the day. For the times that I have fallen away. I thank you for bringing me back and telling me to stay. Mother of divine grace, mother of mercy, our mother most chaste. She's the mirror of justice, our lady of peace. Virgin most powerful, the star of the sea. She's the temple divine and the minister of life. Queen of the angels, she's the mother of Christ. Oh, the bride of heaven, the immaculate heart. The mystical rose and the morning star. More glorious than paradise, so deeper than the sea. She's the woman crowned with stars, fountain of beauty. The Sabe Regina, our immaculate queen. Patroness forever and the advocate of Eve. Oh, blessed among women, she is clothed with the sun. Our lady of victory, my heart has been won. More beautiful than beauty, my soul saving grace. She's the handmaid of the Lord in our heavenly reign. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Pray for us, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Pray for us, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Pray for us, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God.
Blessed am women, she is clothed with the sun. Our Lady of Victory, my heart has been won. 